Hey guys, welcome to the second edition of ETP Building Blocks. If you were here last time, uh, thanks for coming back. If it's your first time, then welcome. On the last call, we talked about uh, training for your goals. And on this one, we're gonna talk about eating the right amount or the right quality of foods for your goals. So basically we're talking about it meets your macros, but does it meet your goals? So I'm super excited to go through this topic with you guys. We have um, a fun special guest here who is literally an expert on this topic. So this is the agenda for today, what we're going to go through. First of all, we'll start with an introduction. Um, I am Susie Glassman. I have been with Eat Perform since 2015. So definitely been through a lot of changes and, and seen a lot of growth with the company. I have been an athlete all my life. I was a dancer when I was younger, and then I ran marathons for a number of years, and now I do a bit of CrossFit strength training and some gymnastics work. So let me turn it over to Ed. Introduce yourself. Hi, guys. So I'm Coach Ed, and I've been with Eat to Perform as a full-time coach since last year. A little bit about myself. I grew up playing a few different sports. Uh, the primary sport that I played was football, but I also played baseball and did some mixed martial arts. Um, and obviously, as being an athlete, training is a big uh, part of that. So I really fell in love with that aspect. So I went on to study uh, exercise science and got a bachelor's degree in it. And as for training, I just really like bodybuilding. That's my main type of training. But I also do some CrossFit workouts. I'll run, I'll hike, I'll do, I just love living an active lifestyle. And that's a little bit about myself. Awesome. And this time around, we have Amber on the line too. Amber, introduce yourself. Hey guys, I'm Amber. Super excited to be here and talk to you about quality. I know in your reviews, you hear me yammering on about eating enough, not eating enough, that kind of stuff. So I'm super excited to talk to you guys today about what to eat. I own a CrossFit affiliate, so shout out to 18.3, whose calves are gonna be crazy sore after all that jump rope. Uh, that's gonna be everybody, pretty much everybody. So super excited to be here, talk to you guys about everything. Awesome, and then last but not least, we have Lisa, who I will let you, um, tell the group about yourself. Thanks, Susie. Yeah, I'm excited to be here too. I am a registered dietitian and I have a master's in sports nutrition. Um, I have experience in research. I worked at a couple different labs when I was at Penn State getting my undergrad. Um, I worked at Stanford for a few years in research and then I went on to get some experience in counseling, teaching classes on disease prevention, disease management, and then I also taught some college classes as, as well. So excited to talk about nutrition today. Awesome, okay, I'll go over what your turn means on the next slide. The topic of the week clearly is on micronutrition. We talk a lot about macros, that's your protein, carbs, and fat. They're called macros because they're entered in grams. When we're looking at micronutrition, it's all those things that are entered in milligram format. So very small amounts, but um, they make a huge difference in your overall health. So then we'll go into tips. We'll talk about some things that we can incorporate in the coming week. And then at the very end, we'll get into the Q&A. So on the Q&A note, um, you should see an area where you can type a question. Unfortunately, you will not be able to see other people's questions. We will read them off. 
Um, but just so you know, there's not like a button that I can press and all of a sudden you see everybody's questions. That's just a, not a feature in GoToWebinar, but this will be recorded. If you're not taking notes, if you wanna go back and rehear some of those questions or hear the answers, you are certainly welcome to do so. So my girl Amber is gonna go over this with you in just a minute. She has a awesome prize to give away again for those who are interacting and offering some great um, feedback here or interacting in the Q&A at the end. Um, but just to give you an idea of what we're looking for, go ahead and type something in the box that um, represents some sort of achievement for you in the last week. Um, mine was just getting back to actually planning out my meals in my fitness pal. I've been logging for so long that I had lost track of that. And I actually went to the grocery store, bought the things I needed and pre-logged them in my fitness pal. It's been a long time since I've done that and it's already making a difference. So how about you, Ed? What's yours this All right. week? So since we're talking about micronutrients this week, I guess mine would have to be that I'm starting to have my smoothies again. So in performance, it's a lot harder to get in vegetables. Um, and I really wanted to get back to that. So what I do now is for breakfast, I'll have um, a smoothie. And the smoothie consists of unsweetened vanilla almond milk, a chocolate protein powder, uh, frozen uh, blueberries and frozen spinach, a banana, and chia seeds. So I'm getting in a ton of micronutrients by, um, with all those uh, ingredients, I'm getting in omega-3s from the chia seeds, I'm getting in antioxidants from the blueberries, a lot of fiber from the pretty much everything in there. So if you're in performance then, and you have a lot of macros, try to add that in and you'll get in a ton of micronutrients. Awesome, what about you, Amber? Um, gosh, I, I just have to pick one, one accomplishment. Um, gosh, I have had a really crazy week. And so uh, I came home the other night and really, really, really wanted a glass of wine, but I didn't. Instead, I found this tea that has some ZMA and um, is a recovery tea. So I've implemented that into my evening routine. Um, I also kind of, I, I struggle to bring my intensity down a little bit. So I needed something that can kind of bring me down to neutral. And this tea has been fantastic. So uh, I'm actually going to take a picture of the bag and I'll post that in our building blocks link. So you guys can check that out too. I actually really like it. Yeah, that's perfect. We, in the events group on Facebook, we will post, I know Ed has a recipe for his smoothie. We'll post that there and Amber can post her tea or if you guys have some great suggestions. I've started buying these muffins that have zucchini in them and my kids love them. So that's something I started doing. Um, Amber, what about, I mean, not Amber, Lisa, what about you? Uh, my accomplishment this week has been in box jumps. You know, I can remember a couple years ago when I would just step up onto the box, kind of afraid I would, you know, hit my shins or not be able to clear it. And, and you get confident and you try it. And, and so, um, this past Christmas, my husband had bought us this set of box jumps where you can change the, the level of it. And I've just been impressing myself with um, how, how far I can go, so. Awesome. All right, Amber, I'm gonna let you take it away for a bit. Oh my gosh, so there's some really cool stuff and I'm super excited to share, you, share what you guys are doing. So uh, Kim joined a kickboxing class and didn't die. So 
I don't know, Lisa and Susie and Ed, if you guys have ever done kickboxing, but that's tough. That really is tough. Oh my goodness. Then we've got um, Stephanie did a fat loss cycle and lost um, five to six pounds, which is fantastic. Awesome. Um, Raylan has kept sodium in check, even though your, your macros are going up. That's really tough to do. So way to be conscious of that. That's super cool. Um, let's see. I mean, there's so many. Ooh. Oh my gosh. C Cecile. I hope I said that right. Cecile got her first unassisted pull up. Woo. Oh my gosh. That's, that's hard. That's so awesome. And Lynn hit a weight goal. That's super cool. Craig, oh my gosh, Craig, this is awesome. So Craig came to the realization that you need to eat more food to break through a plateau. So it's not only, it's not just about less, it can be about more. So that's awesome. Man, there's so many of them, Susie. We could be here all day. So if you guys keep those coming in, I'm gonna keep reading. So just take it, you might wanna ignore me. I'm just gonna kind of sit over here, giggle and smile, but keep those coming. I'm gonna look through them and I've got an amazing prize. I'm not gonna tell you what it is yet. Hang on, but keep these coming in and Susie's gonna keep us rolling on this webinar. Susie? Okay, cool. Yeah, in the interest of time, we will move on. Just uh, for a little housekeeping note, I'm gonna pause here for about two to three seconds. It's just for editing purposes, so don't think it's weird or awkward. <laughs> just hold right here for a second. All right, cool. Okay, I'm gonna do that again in a minute, so just hang with me. Um, okay, so getting into our topic. Uh, we are gonna talk about, first slide here, the case for quality and quantities. And when we're talking about more, what happens to the quality of our food? And when we were talking about more food, I think of Ed. So I'm gonna let Ed take over here. All right, sounds good. So what happens when calories are higher? Uh, just naturally, you're getting in micronutrients more. So the more you eat, the more likely it is that you're going to hit your recommended daily allowance for all, most of your micronutrients, at least. Um, are we just talking about veggies? No. So I just said that I'm in performance and I'm getting over 500 carbs some days, so I don't eat a lot of vegetables. But I do eat very clean for the most part, and I get in tons of micronutrients by just eating a whole foods-based diet. So you could get those in by adding in sweet potatoes. Uh, I actually just got an air fryer for Christmas and I love it. I make sweet potato fries almost every single day now and they're filled with uh, micronutrients. You could also get in a lot of micronutrients from um, oatmeal, uh, bananas, and then for fat sources that are high in micronutrients, you could look at seeds like chia seeds or flax seeds or hemp seeds. They're all high in uh, omega-3s, and almonds are a good source of fat, and then avocados too. So you could certainly knock out most of your micronutrients as long as you're eating a whole foods-based diet. How much is enough? So we don't want you guys to obsess over this or think you have to be perfect with this. Um, and that's why we kind of recommend just eating at least 80% clean, because if you do that, most likely you're going to be getting in uh, most of your micronutrients. So if you're in performance, which you should be most of the time in Eat to Perform, you're probably getting in a lot of micronutrients, like I said. Um, the problems come when you're in fat loss and the quality of food doesn't increase. Um, 
And then like I'll see a lot of the times people will say that they're sick or their hair is falling out or their skin is dry or their nails are getting brittle. And that's either a sign of just stress or that you are starving at the cellular level. Um, so you definitely, as calories go down, you definitely have to worry about the quality of food that you're consuming. And then as for artificial sweeteners, I don't know too much about this. I don't really consume them that much. They're not the best for you, obviously. Um, they're actually could be up to a thousand times sweeter than table sugar, and that could mess with digestion and can cause you to be more hungry throughout the day, potentially. So um, as long as you keep it in moderation, you're probably fine. There's other ways to get in sweeteners naturally, such as honey or agave nectar that have um, immunity uh, effects like make you more healthy. So just look into those two. But I think that's all I wanted to cover on this slide. If you guys have anything to add, please do. Yeah, Lisa, do you have anything you want to add here? Um, you know, I think that sounds good. I'll expand on some of those a little bit later. And then if people have questions, they can ask at the end. Sure. I know sometimes that the, the temptation is there when you can fit, you know, a donut or, or ice cream into your um, or, you know, cake, cupcakes, whatever it is, when that fits into your macros, I think there's a temptation to do that on a daily basis. And our argument is not that you can't do it, but that I would like to see that be sort of a sometimes food. And then we focus on that that 80% of the quality food. So if you're looking at maybe just adding one to two vegetables um, and one to two servings of fruit with, with breakfast, lunch, and dinner, um, you're totally gonna get there. But if it's non-existent in your life right now, we need to look at adding ways to start incorporating some, some more of these healthier foods into your daily routine. Um, okay, so why does it matter? Um, if it fits your macros, why can't you just eat whatever? Well, I know that, you know, we all want abs. We all want to look shredded. We all want to um, look awesome in our swimsuits this summer. But we also are talking about our overall health here. And, and really what's the most important thing you want to, you know, live to be 90 years old and watching your, your grandchildren or your great grandchildren running around. I think that's all um, ultimately what we're in it for. So when you're looking at overall health, micronutrition matters for hormonal function, digestion, the health of your skin, your hair, your nails, um, disease prevention, fat loss, I'll talk about on the next slide, and then obviously for anti, um, the anti-inflammatory properties that micronutrients carry. So looking at human data for fat loss, because I know even if you're in performance or, or muscle gain, we're still trying to minimize, um, you know, putting on fat as well as muscle, or we're looking to lose fat at the same time we're putting on muscle. And so I thought this was some interesting data that just took a look at a group of, this is 139 patients split into two groups. Um, one of the groups had focused on, on low fat milk and micronutrition. And then the other group was just, um, you know, their regular diet, uh, calories were kept the same. And the participants in the micronutrition group lost significantly more weight, and they also lost more body fat with the same amount of calories. So I, that's what I find interesting. Um, we look at micronutrient deficiencies have been associated with an increase in fat deposition, that just means an increase in your fat stores and body weight. So something to keep in mind as that's your goal. Okay, 
now I'm turning it over for Lisa or over to Lisa to handle um, some questions about when to supplement or when you might be low in something. Okay, great, Susie. Thanks. Um, you know, one thing I just wanted to mention is that, you know, a lot of times we'll talk as coaches about how we use food as energy and so how those macronutrients get broken down through metabolic pathways and that's how we create, you know, the chemical form of energy, which is ATP. And not to get too chemical, but um, your micronutrients, especially like your B vitamins, are involved in all those metabolic processes. So, you know, it's important to get those macros in, but then you need to get those micros in to help break down the macros, and then that's how we make energy. So that's just another important function of, of vitamins and minerals. Um, but, yeah, we'll go through these. Um, sweat a lot or a hot climate. So... You know, I, I know everyone sweats at different rates and you could be inside training and, and sweat a lot or maybe you're outside um, training for a marathon or an um, Ironman triathlon training for an hour plus in the hot, humid weather. Um, something you'll want to think about is electrolytes. So things like potassium, sodium, magnesium, and calcium would be some vitamins and minerals that you'll lose in your sweat. Um, you could replace these with something like a snack after you train. You know, you could have a smoothie, something like what Ed has, and maybe a handful of nuts. That could do it. Or you may want to look at like an electrolyte replacement, something like those little noon tablets. You put that in your water, mix it up. You not only get those fluids in, but then you get the electrolytes in as well. Um, next up is low iron. So this has to do both with the iron and then also um, B12 and folate. All of those are involved in um, either red blood cell formation or um, carrying, being a part of hemoglobin. Hemoglobin carries oxygen to your tissues. And so um, if you are tired a lot, if you feel weak, if maybe you're pale, have an increased heart rate, those kind of things could be a sign that you're anemic and you may be low in one of those nutrients. Um, sometimes we see this with vegetarians or vegans because a lot of these um, nutrients are in animal products. So like B12 is only found in animal products. Iron is best absorbed in animal products. So um, another case would be not so much for us. So, you know, we're talking about how we eat an abundance of food. We're getting all these micronutrients in. But if you know someone that is on a restricted diet, maybe 1,200, 1,500 calories, um, they may not be getting all of these micronutrients in. So especially women, um, with the menstruation cycle and they're losing blood. And so if you um, have some of those symptoms, I would just recommend getting checked. And maybe it's just a once a year kind of thing to see how you are in those different nutrients. If you are low, then they would look at supplementing those. Next, digestion issues. Um, so if you were to go through a round of antibiotics, you would deplete or you'd kill both your good and your bad bacteria. And so um, taking something like a probiotic would be a good thing to add in after that so that you add in some of those good bacteria. Um, probiotics can also help with digestion issues, things like constipation, diarrhea, um, irritable bowel syndrome, kind of a combination of the two. So probiotics are found in things like kombucha, and that's something I drink every day, um, kefir, yogurt, tempeh, sauerkraut, those kind of foods have that good bacteria that can help um, if you are having some digestion issues. Um, sickness. So vitamin C is a powerful antioxidant and it also helps to strengthen your immune system. Um, 
research has shown that if you take vitamin C when you feel like you're getting sick, you can decrease the length of your cold so you just won't be sick as long. So that's just something to keep in mind, you know, even like eating a kiwi, one small little kiwi has over 100% of what you need for vitamin C. Um, another one is zinc. So zinc is involved in creating white blood cells, um, helps protect your body against infection. Uh, I wouldn't you know, say go out and buy a zinc supplement, but just keep in mind that, you know, we're eating all these foods, you want to include the nutrient dense foods, things that have zinc in it would be chicken, beef, pork, some cereals have it in there. Again, yogurt, nuts, all those things are, are high in zinc. Uh, sleep. So, you know, one of the best things you can do for yourself is that I think is, is really as far as self-care goes is trying to get enough sleep. And so um, this is when we recover. Um, ZMA is a supplement that has been shown to um, improve REM sleep, um, enhance muscle recovery. It's, it's a combination of zinc, magnesium, and also B6. Um, one thing you want to keep in mind is that everyone kind of reacts differently to supplements. I know this is something that I've tried. And, you know, I'll take it at night and it kept me awake for three hours. And so the next night I tried taking it like an hour before and it still kept me awake. So I tried it a couple of nights, didn't work. Um, but I know there are some coaches and um, probably other people in ETP that do use this and have had great success. So just keep that in mind if you are trying, to trying a new supplement that um, everyone kind of reacts differently. Next is winter and low sunlight. So this has to do with vitamin D. Um, some symptoms of low vitamin D status would be if you're sick often, if you're tired, um, maybe depressed mood. If you have a mild deficiency, there aren't a whole lot of symptoms. So again, just something maybe you check every year, um, get a vitamin D test done, see how your levels are. If you don't go outside a lot or you don't get a lot of sunlight, that's again something to think about. Um, if you are deficient, they would recommend a supplement, most likely vitamin D3 because it has the most um, bioavailability, which just means that it's absorbed the best, it's used the best in your body. And you know, bioavailability is something that's important with all micronutrients. Um, I always think about iron when I think about bioavailability. So um, animal sources of iron are your best absorbed. They have the highest bioavailability. Um, but certain things affect that. So if you were to drink coffee or tea with your iron source, the tannins in there can decrease absorption. If you were to have a lot of calcium or a lot of zinc when you ate your iron source, like let's say a steak, um, you could decrease absorption. Vitamin C actually increases absorption of iron. So um, just something to think about that happens with all vitamins and minerals, um, just something to keep in mind. And lastly is omega-3. So omega-3s is a kind of um, essential fatty acid. Uh, it, it does have some anti-inflammatory properties. It's found in things like um, grass-fed beef and then also fatty fishes, things like um, salmon, mackerel, herring, sardines. If you eat those things two to three times a week, it could be fine. If you don't, you want to look at a fish oil supplement. So you would want to look for something that has about a thousand milligrams of EPA and 500 milligrams of DHA. And I think that's about it. Perfect. Yeah, you know, I think 
with um, with all of these, I think obviously there are food sources that you can eat that are going to get you the vitamins and minerals you want. I know for myself, I don't like fish, fatty fish. I don't like tuna or salmon. So I do supplement with fish oil, but I definitely think that was some great information and maybe look at, at ways you can incorporate some food choices into your diet if you are, you know, any of these things on the list uh, ring true to you. But next, I'm going to take it into a video Lisa did for us. It's about four minutes. I think it's very informative, but I just want to do another one of those pauses before I start it. So just a second. Okay, here we go. Hey everyone, this is Lisa, dietitian at Eat to Perform, here to talk to you a little bit about macros and micros and food quality. And uh, we're going to take a look at a couple different food choices you can make throughout the day and how they differ in nutrients. So we're going to start with this cinnamon roll, and this is one of those quick and easy to make, throw in the oven, put on some icing uh, versus wheat toast with about an ounce of avocado. So what you'll see here is that this one does have a little bit more fat in it. Uh, it does have the monounsaturated fats, which is the healthier fat. The carbohydrates are the same. There's more fiber in the toast, uh, six grams versus one. There's more sugar in the cinnamon roll, 10 grams versus two. And uh, the toast does have more protein in it, six grams versus two. So there is some iron added into the cinnamon roll. But in the toast, you'll also get the iron. You'll get folate, vitamin K, vitamin A, vitamin C, and also manganese. So, you know, we're not saying you can never have a cinnamon roll, but if we were to look at your food records, we shouldn't see a cinnamon roll every day. Or we shouldn't see a cinnamon roll and then a danish the next day and then a donut the next day and then you're back to your cinnamon roll. So, you know, everyday food with the toast and avocado versus a sometimes food with the cinnamon roll. Next up, we're going to look at uh, chicken breast. So I took this out of my freezer, put it in the Instant Pot versus a deli-style meat, um, which is, again, processed, quick, easy to make. Um, protein is similar, about 30 grams. One of the differences here is going to be in the sodium. So 75 milligrams of sodium in the chicken breast versus about 1,800 milligrams of sodium in the lunch meat. You will get some... Potassium, selenium um, in the lunch meat, but also those nitrates that help to preserve it. And then in the chicken breast, you'll get iron and zinc. And then it also has B vitamins in it. So B6, B12, um, niacin, and also biotin. So one thing to think about is if you go somewhere like Subway, you're going to order a sandwich. Um, you know, you can get the Italian style sandwich that has 1,500 mil milligrams of sodium. A turkey sandwich would have maybe half of that, 750 milligrams, or a veggie sandwich would have about 280 milligrams of sodium. So what if you chose that veggie sandwich and you got in some carbs, some fiber, some vitamins and minerals, um, a little bit of protein, and then you found a way to add some less sodium protein throughout the day. So if you're somewhere and all your choices are high sodium protein and you're trying to work on your sodium, um, choose something that has maybe lower protein, but also lower sodium, and then get your protein in later on in the day. Lastly, I wanted to look at two different fats. So we've got uh, salad dressing, about two tablespoons, and we've got a quarter cup or 29 grams of sunflower seeds. 
So these are very similar in fats, about 14, 15 grams. Um, there is two grams of fiber in the sunflower seeds uh, versus zero in the, in the salad dressing. There's about six grams of protein in the sunflower seeds versus one in the salad dressing. The salad dressing does have vitamin K, vitamin E, and with the sunflower seeds, you not only get that fiber and protein, but you get vitamin E, thiamine, iron, um, magnesium, and then also B6. So again, it's not that you can never have salad dressing, but I want you to think about how you spend your macros for the day. So maybe you could cut that salad dressing in half and have just one tablespoon on your salad and then choose some healthier ways to add in fats throughout the day. Or maybe you could add the sunflower seeds to your salad. Um, maybe add some blueberries or apples or strawberries to add some flavor to it um, and spend your macros like that. So, you know, the key here is trying to find some nutrient-dense everyday foods to create the base of your diet and then being able to add in some of these occasional foods. Awesome. Thank you. I think that video is super helpful. I even learned a few things. So, um, okay. So looking at everything we've learned, I think we should talk a little bit about things that we can do in the upcoming week. So for me, I know that when I go to the grocery store and buy a whole bunch of fresh vegetables, they tend to go to waste, um, mainly because things come up or all of a sudden I've got a parent-teacher meeting or something like that I have to go to. So my focus right now is on finding things that are frozen, um, like those little steam fresh bags that I can just heat up. I My husband's been out of town all week, which is usually um, my nutrition just gets very poor, but I have those steamed vegetables and I have um, been going through them and it's been very easy. So um, I know Ed, Mr. Air Fryer, I already asked him what kind of air fryer he has. He sent me a picture, but I'm also gonna have him um, post up in the group because I know you're loving yours. And if you have any tips on using the air fryer, I know I'd appreciate it, but um, go ahead. What's something that you can suggest? Me? Yes. Uh, just uh, get to the smoothies if you're in performance recomp. So if you're in performance recomp, you need to get in your micronutrients. Try to add in that smoothie that I recommended. If you're in fat loss, then you want to go for higher volume foods, uh, which is usually plant-based or some sort of fruit, which is awesome. And they're typically very high in micronutrients as well. So I guess that would be my tip. Cool. Do you have a tip, Amber? I have two. Okay. Um, I know. I can't help it. I'm sorry. It's like my one chance to tell you guys everything. So I'm just so excited. Um, tip number one would be my gym does a CSA. So I have a local farm that brings vegetables to my gym and you pay for a membership and then you're kind of stuck with it. So now you got to figure out how to incorporate these into your diet. So you're not like what Susie said, then stuck with all these vegetables that you're not going to eat and it's a waste. So look into a CSA, which will force you to try some new things and force you to eat these vegetables because you bought them. So fantastic um, opportunity to incorporate some into your diet. Tip number two, it's one of those oldies but goodies because I forgot about it, but then I made it and I love it. You know, do you guys ever have something like that? So I take a sweet potato and you cook it, heat it or microwave it, whatever you do with your sweet potatoes, heat it up. And then I add a scoop of vanilla protein to it and it tastes like butterscotch pudding. 
Oh, wow. Hmm. I know. Oh my gosh, so it's good. Hot or cold? You can do a little cinnamon if you want. If you add honey and all that other stuff to it, it's too sweet and then it kind of makes you gag. So it's just enough for a little bit of a treat with some protein and some carbohydrates. So that's my, my go-to. Yeah, that sounds good. Now, just in case people don't know, what does CSA stand for? Do you know? Oh gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, community Sustained Agriculture. So it's a local farm. Okay, so you could probably just Google it in your area and you might be able to find it. Yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no worries. What, um, Lisa, what would you suggest? Okay, I think I have two as well. So the first one is, um, you know, I think some people just get off track. They kind of forget about their vegetables, especially if you are in performance. Um, it's, it's easy to just be thinking about your macros and you get your carbs in and your proteins and your fats and you kind of like, oh, I didn't have any vegetables in that meal. So, you know, something I always do, I do this with my kids as well, is we'll sit down at dinner, not every day, but every once in a while we'll sit down and I'll say, well, what did you guys eat today? You know, what fruits and vegetables did you eat? So kind of go through and do a count a couple of days just to kind of get back on track. Um, another thing is this whole idea of the planning and the prepping. Um, I think that's really important. I was reading something the other day that said that if you're trying to eat more vegetables, you should try to be alone with the vegetables. So if you think about if you're sitting at the table and you just have a bowl of carrots, most likely you're going to eat the carrots. If you're sitting there, there's a bowl of carrots and a bowl of M&Ms. You know, you might eat a couple carrots, but you're probably going to eat some M&Ms as well. So the same thing like when you open your fridge. If you're not, if you don't have a plan and nothing's prepped, you might just reach for the tortilla chips. But if I look, open my fridge and I see my rice is in there that's already cooked, the chicken, the veggies, the avocado, the salsa, you know, it's in my plan. I'm pulling it out. I'm making a bowl. And that's what I'm going to eat. So I think that planning and prepping is going to help a lot, too. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Amber, there are some tips from members. Can you see those? Do you want to read some of those off? Yeah. Um, so Kim is going to add some more fish to her diet this week, which is fantastic you could even buy frozen fish and throw it in your freezer so that you've got you've got something you can pull out it doesn't have to be fresh fish all the time um, we've got Sarah's going to um, buy some frozen vegetables so that's another I mean that's super easy that's super easy to have those on um, ready for whenever and uh, oh Kim says she loves to snack on raw sugar snap peas Oh yeah. When you have it, yeah. Says it she loves that. Mm -hmm. I do have um uh two questions though, Suze. Do you want to do that? Um yeah, let me just go ahead and, and forward on because I know we are getting right at I think we might have hit the 30 minute mark. So I understand if you can't hang out. Um again, this will be recorded. Um, but obviously we'd love to have you hang on and ask Lisa and, and Amber and Ed and myself the questions that you have. Um, and then, of course, I'm going to have Amber go ahead and start with those. But I do want Amber to announce our prize. All right. So since Ed mentioned smoothies, we are going to give away a magic bullet. So I don't know if you guys have seen that, but it's that mixer that you, like, you know, put all together in a container and then you put it on the bottom and then it just does it all in that cup. You know what I'm talking about? So we're going to give away... A magic it's called a magic bullet so our magic bullet is going to Sarah Sarah I'm gonna probably screw up your name so I'm really sorry okay Sarah Heron Sarah hey. how do you say it 
Oh, no, I just said yay. It looks like Heron. So Sarah said she was out of, um, had to go out of town with some relatives. And instead of taking, taking a trip to you guys know where, like the one, the place Paul talks about. Yeah. So instead mm -hmm. of going there, um, Sarah prepped and dialed her nutrition in and set herself up for success by putting together some meals for when she was away from home. So she still had some, some treats. I mean, that's important. You're out. You've, got to have some treats when you're out. I mean, you can't be the weirdo in the corner that's not eating anything. So, but Sarah set herself up for success and um, in order to meet her macros and did an awesome job. So Sarah's super proud of you. You get a magic bullet, buddy. So I will reach out to you, but I hope you guys are still listening because guess what? I'm actually going to give away two. <laughs> so, I know, yeah. So Sarah gets one. Let's see who's going to get the other one. I got to give it to Claudia. Claudia, girlfriend, you tried something new. You tried CrossFit, but not only did you do CrossFit, you did an open workout. You did 18.2 RX. Holy rip. That's awesome. Way to try something new. Put yourself out there. That's super cool. Really proud of you. So, Claudia, high five. Here you go. High five to you. You get a magic bullet, buddy. All right, Susie. Cool. Well, let's get to the questions. Okay. So, question. Let me find it. Oh, here we go. Question. I try to work Halo Top. I know a lot of us, I, I'll be honest, I've got some in my freezer. I try yeah. to work Halo Top into my diet twice a week. Is that too much? All right. What do you guys think? Start with Lisa. I think that's fine. Um, do you eat the whole container? <laughs> I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, fine if you can fit it in. And then um, I'm not totally familiar on the sugar on that, but um, it has sugar alcohols. Mm -hmm. So I don't. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about sugar alcohols. I I think you know in moderation it's fine, and twice a week doesn't sound like that's too much, but. I don't know how you feel about sugar alcohols, Lisa. Well, sugar alcohols can sometimes cause some digestion issues, mainly like gas and bloating. So, I mean, if that's a concern. But we're doing okay. So, I would tell, Tammy's the one that asked that. Tammy, I'm going to post my sweet potato recipe. And, girl, I want you to try that in lieu of Halo Top and see if that meets your sweet tooth fix. So, you can let me know what you think. All right. So, next question is about sodium. And women's range is 2,000 to um, 2,500. And the question was, it, can sodium get too low if you are at maybe 1,000 milligrams a day for a female? Can sodium get too low? What do you guys think? I think it depends on your symptoms. If you're having um, like dizziness or you know you don't feel well, there could be a chance that it is too low. Um, I'm trying to see what it says here. They're adding in some salt to food to get it back up to 1500. So yeah, I think it just is kind of a personal thing. If you don't feel well, I would add some more in. If you're fine at that level, then, then I think it's fine. I think there is a little bit of a worry if you are someone like who is running and sweating a lot and not replacing that sodium. So I would, you know, look at that, like Lisa said, those electrolytes are a noon tap or something like that. If you are obviously 
someone who's sweating a lot and not, and then not replacing it. But otherwise, uh, yeah, I would agree with the others. Um, you guys, let's see. Um, Andrew's gonna start adding a new veggie each week. Good for you, buddy. That's awesome. Um, Nabia, I know I probably messed that up. I'm sorry. Uh, makes a smoothie with greens and strawberries and protein powder. There you go. Ed, you add other things to your smoothie, right? Yes. Yeah. Blueberries, um, bananas, uh, chia seeds, and pretty much what uh, Navi has already. So it's very close to what I do. Yeah. And I'll say, like, because I'm so terrible with having things fresh. If you go to the frozen section, at least in my grocery store, they sell like pre-made smoothie mixes and I will do that. There's one from Jamba Juice that has a greens supplement and it's um, got spinach and broccoli and apple and I think something else in it. And I, it says you can mix that with apple juice, but I take like a sparkling water or, um, or just water and, and a little tiny splash of juice and mix that and it's really good. So take it from the non-fresh queen. You can you can find some frozen options um, that you can make from home too. I know sometimes I'll go to Costco and get, they sell like a power greens bag and it is fresh, but I'll take it home and put it in little individual bags and then put that in a bigger bag, put it in the freezer and just pull one of those out. So it's kind of like your own um, smoothie packet. Yeah, that's a great idea. You can also take bananas that are about to turn on you and cut them up and freeze them. And then you can use those for your smoothies too. All right, where are we at, Amber? Uh, Jennifer said she's going to replace some ice cream with chia seed pudding made with mashed bananas, almond milk, and agave. So Jennifer, it sounds like you make your own. Would love to see your recipe posted and give that a go because I've I've never made chia seed pudding. I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'll give it a try. So we'll have you post that in our building blocks um, page so that other people can give it a shot too. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it does sound good. I know some people will take like um, a little bit of rice and almond milk and smashed banana and make like a rice pudding with that. Yeah. Um, which always sounds interesting to me too, because I think most people ha like to have something a little bit sweet or um, you know, on the sweeter end in the evenings. And so it's nice to have options. Cecile says that she will often freeze spinach or kale or strawberries in order to save money when making smoothies. I do that too. So I freeze my sweet potatoes that come in my vegetable box. I, I freeze my Brussels sprouts. Girl, I freeze it all. Nothing's going to wait. So if I'm not eating it that week and it looks a little sketchy, it's going in the freezer. Great that call. Is, yeah. I think that's it. Oh, wait. Let me see one more. Are you typing uh, your questions? <laughs> I know there's no questions. Everybody just wants to tell me the awesome tips that they have. And I dig Perfect. that. Yeah. Um, so Karen uses um some... Let's see. Oh, some like raspberry yogurt and honey for a nighttime snack. That's a great one too. Greek yogurt has been a fantastic amount of protein in it too. So that's awesome. Good for you. Yeah, my nighttime snack. I do. Um, I do Greek yogurt with uh, strawberries mixed in it. So 
Like vanilla or plain? I do uh, either plain or vanilla. I find adding the strawberries gives it enough sweetness for me that I don't really have to have a flavored yogurt, but yeah, either one. Eric does plain yogurt with walnuts and honey before bed. So something similar. Um, yeah. I think that's, I think that's it. We'll have the building blocks link up and would love to hear from you guys, suggestions, ideas, tips whatever you do that um, could help somebody else. Susie? Yeah, def definitely. And if you have more questions, if you, um, you know, after this, or if somebody's listening to this, uh, the recorded version, and you have a question, that event in the Building Blocks Facebook page will be open for as long as we are doing these, so you can always post up in there. So. Say oh, one more thing, if I can. Um, you know, a lot of people, sometimes we get questions you know, we heard about sodium. Sometimes we get questions regarding sodium and potassium and how you should balance those out. Um, you know, a good place to start would be just kind of like a one-to-one -one ratio. So if you're having 25 milligrams of sodium, trying to get 25 milligrams of potassium, potassium isn't something that we're deficient in, so to say, you know, unless you have um, chronic diarrhea, chronic vomiting, or you're on diuretics where you're losing a lot of fluids and you can lose some potassium that way. But most people are not deficient in potassium. And it kind of goes back to just eating these quality foods. Potassium is found in potatoes and avocado, bananas, um, spinach, other greens. So as long as you're, again, eating these nutrient-dense, high-quality foods, you should be getting enough potassium in as well. So, you know, you don't have to focus on these numbers trying to hit, you know, another number goal, whether it's potassium or, you know, any of these other nutrients. But just, again, trying to include these nutrient-dense, high-quality foods, and then you get all of the micronutrients along with it. Yeah, great. Do you have, this comes up in reviews sometimes, do you have a recommendation for the amount of water people should be drinking? You know, it should be, I try to shoot for like a gallon, which is almost four liters, three and a half, four liters. I think that's a good place to go. But I also think that you should monitor um, the color of your urine. That's a good way to see how much water you should or shouldn't be drinking. So if it's kind of a dark yellow color, you're probably not getting enough. If it's super white, you may be getting too much. Um, so it should be like a pale yellow. So I think that's the best way to monitor how much fluid you need. You know, like you had said, everyone sweats different and everyone, it loses fluids um, differently. So it's, it is kind of a personal thing, but just that would be a good guide to use. Awesome. Yeah. And then if you find that you've had a high sodium day, is there anything you can do to help flush that sodium out? Or is it just a matter of, of giving yourself some time? Yeah, time and then just increasing the fluids, making sure you're getting more fluids in. So the more fluids go in, the more fluids come out. And then that's how that sodium comes out as well. Okay, perfect. Well, guys, um, thank you for joining us. Again, we will have another building blocks coming up soon. We will be sure that it is another really great topic for you guys. And I hope that you will join us. So just stay tuned for more information about that. All right, I hope everyone has an awesome weekend. Again, thank you so much for stopping by and sharing your time with us. And we will see you in the Facebook group.